Welcome back to Growth Colony. For those of you who are first time listeners, you'll be hearing from B2B founders, CMOs, and marketing leaders. We chat about the newest and most effective tools and strategies in the B2B space. I'm Alex Hipwell with Xgrowth, and your co-host for this podcast, where we go candid with our guest successes and failures, so you don't make the same mistakes. At least, hopefully you don't. Let's dive in. Thanks again for joining us on Growth Colonies Podcast, the Australian B2B podcast right here. I'm Shaheen from Xgrowth, and today I'm joined by Lemma Kalik the head of sales and marketing at Uptick, a startup right here in Melbourne. And today we're going to be talking with Lemma about how she and her team are leveraging LinkedIn to increase demand for Uptick and generate leads and generate demand. So on that note, Lemma, thanks a lot for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. So Lemma, for those who might not be familiar with yourself and Uptick, can you give us a quick background on who Uptick is and, and what's, what, what you've been doing in the past few years? Yeah. So um, Uptick is a software startup. Well, now we call ourselves Scalar because we're going into that phase. Um, and we are based in Abbotsford in Melbourne. Uh, we manage about just over 25% of all commercial buildings in Australia, and we mainly provide job management tools for the asset protection industry. That's amazing. And and what about yourself? Like, how did you get here? And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself as well. Yeah, um, I'm what I call myself a B2B marketer transitioning from corporate to startup world. So I only joined Uptick about a year and a half ago. And um when I first started, I had one main job focus, which was lead gen, to build their inbound lead strategy, which didn't exist at the time. Um, so for me, that was quite, kind of a challenge coming from the corporate world where my job descriptions were a lot longer. You know, we did a bit of retention, acquisition, one-on-one comms. For me, I'm still kind of transitioning into that world of one single focus, which is to grow our customer base. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and it's it's always an interesting transition to see going from corporate to startup where just like you said, you know, there's a sometimes there's a whole range of things that you're managing in, in the corporate and the startup becomes um sometimes both focused but also broad in the sense of like there's a lot of things that you would have to do that you wouldn't end up doing corporate, right? There's always someone who's responsible for the small task while in startup, it's it's kind of like all on your shoulders. I know that one of the main channels that you and the team use at, at Uptick is, uh, is LinkedIn. Now, how did you at the beginning kind of discover LinkedIn ads to be a potential growth channel for Uptick? Um, one of our first challenges in terms of starting an inbound um, lead generation campaign or inbound lead strategy was actually understanding our end user, understanding what kind of content would resonate with each of the different um, user groups. So this is where we found LinkedIn ads to be quite effective. You know, we were able to quickly put out some ads in market and quickly start to learn what messages are working and what messages are just not hitting the mark with our audience. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, that's a, that's really good. Um, I guess, you know, a lot of people don't use LinkedIn for that or, or ads in general to kind of discover the right messaging and what what's going to 
work well with the with their audience and 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 doesn't. But that's that's awesome that that was kind of the starting point. You know, based on that, like, how come LinkedIn ads turn out to be a good fit for you guys? Um, LinkedIn ads turned out to be a good fit for us because it really helped us in terms of how we structure our ads to prioritize the segments that we thought were going to give us the highest return on investment when we first started out. We needed to quickly work out which audience are going to be the decision makers and the, the leads that we're going to turn into paying customers versus those that are going to help us build our audience and drive our message further in the market. Um, we also found it super helpful when we started to, to run our retargeting campaigns. So if someone had visited our site before, uh, because of um, the, the nature of our product, it's quite comprehensive and different users will kind of benefit from our product in different ways. You'll find some people use it to grow their business, some people use it just to improve the way they operate internally and some people use it to kind of transform how they service their own customers through our self-service channels. Um, so just based on that, we could not run one effective retargeting campaign based on users that have visited our site. This is where we found LinkedIn to be quite helpful in terms of completing that profile for our retargeting campaigns to say, you have visited our site before, but in terms of your job title, if you fall into these kind of job titles, then you might be looking at product at sorry, you might be looking at our product to kind of drive your business further. Therefore, a message around business growth might be the best message for you. Versus, if you have visited our site before and you are a technician out on the road actually completing jobs, then maybe the best message for you might be um, a message about our app and how to use our app to improve your day-to-day -day work life. So in terms of LinkedIn as, as a channel, I think that retargeting around for B2B specifically, that, um, that segmentation around job titles and um, job functions really helped us in understanding what kind of customer persona we're speaking to. Right, right. LinkedIn is really powerful when it comes to kind of slicing and dicing with with their job title and, and industry capabilities, right? What I've what I've seen with a lot of companies that that we work with is that their kind of online advertising strategy and demand gen strategy changes over time as they learn more about a tool or, you know, uh, they kind of their marketing matures. How has you and the teams kind of like LinkedIn strategy change over time and, and how does that look like today? LinkedIn LinkedIn ads is now part of our always on lead gen activity for our core products. So it's changed from being a um, test and learn framework to, to more of a, um, a huge part of what we do. 80% um, of our sales today come from inbound channels and that LinkedIn is part of that. Um, so probably the biggest change is the fact that it is an always-on strategy. It's no longer campaign-based strategy. But we're also um, going back to the drawing board. We are launching two new products into two new industries. So the test and learn begins again. So we now know what's working for our existing um, core product. We now go back to where we were a year and a half ago when we first started using LinkedIn ads, and that's to work out how we're going to launch the new products to a, a new industry and a new audience. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's very interesting. And maybe I'll ask another question on that. You know, if somebody was to start 
they wanted to run LinkedIn ads for their business, right? And they haven't really dealt with LinkedIn ads before. What would be your advice to them? Like, where should they, where should they kind of start and, uh, and run LinkedIn ads? My advice would be to probably start by mapping out some profiles of your existing customers. So if you have a couple of clients that are what you um, identify as some of your ideal customers, then I would look for them on LinkedIn, look at their profiles, look at the kind of industries that they've worked in in the past, the kind of job titles that they have today, and more importantly, the kind of groups that they follow. Once you start to build that network of my users kind of share these member groups and share these skill sets and job titles, you can start to easily identify how big your audience is going to be on LinkedIn. And you don't have to run the ad. You can just start by building out an audience. Just a test and learn, build out the audience, add the groups and um, uh, skills that you think your target audience might have and see what kind of segmentation you get. You might get 20,000 users in Australia versus 100,000. And depending on how niche you are, you can start to think about how big of a pool you want to target. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Look, working with LinkedIn ads as long as you have, you know, who would you say LinkedIn's ad, LinkedIn ads is, is best for? Like who, who, would, who would you say, you know what, for, for this kind of business, this works really well? I think what would work the best is one, having a niche product in the B2B market, having an audience that's quite specific and also understanding exactly what your numbers are. So what is your current cost of acquisition versus what you might be able to get on LinkedIn and um, your lead to customer conversion rate and lifetime value of the client. You have to understand these three key metrics to work out how effective or how helpful LinkedIn ads can be for you. I know that, say, LinkedIn ads are quite expensive, and that can be true if you don't really understand the return on investment on your marketing spend. But if you have a clear idea of who your audience is and you know that they are on LinkedIn and you understand exactly how much it costs to acquire a lead on LinkedIn and how much value you get out of that client, you can quickly start to do the maths and work out how much money you can afford to spend on LinkedIn. You don't have to have a huge budget. You just have to have a very good targeted, a targeted campaign. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's, you're right. A lot of people, I think, jump on LinkedIn with, without a proper strategy and proper structure. Um, and, and then the immediate, immediate reply to that is LinkedIn is too expensive. You know, it's not a good fit for us. Um, or just like you said, you know, they have a, they're, they're selling a very cheap product. They're selling a hundred dollar you know, um, or, or 20 bucks a month kind of SaaS product. And, and that is going to be very hard to uh, get, get a return on investment from LinkedIn. Um, tell us about some of the mistakes you've made when, uh, when running LinkedIn ads. Um, we've made many mistakes. So over a period of nine months, we ran 60 different campaigns with 348 different ads. So just based on the volume of we ran and we started to find some ads did extremely well and some ads with just a small variation to the copy of the creative just did not give us any success. And we started to experiment with, you know, um, illustrations and animations versus real, real life photography. Um, so some of these tests and experiment, experiments were costly, 
What we did try and do is expand too quickly. So once we started to find some success in LinkedIn LinkedIn campaigns, we started to kind of want to grow our audience. So instead of having a um, target group of 20,000 people, we started to expand. We started to add more um, job titles. We started to add more uh, uh, groups to our targeting. And suddenly our pool was a lot bigger, but our return on investment was kind of going the other way. We quickly learned that volume is not the, the game on full internet. So we started to run much smaller campaigns, sometimes targeting 500 users across Australia with the potential to get that one lead that will give us that return on investment that we were after. So probably one of the things that we did learn very quickly from running LinkedIn ads is that they're not necessarily scalable in the same way that other channels are. So if you are finding some success in terms of your um, your lead generation, if you double that budget, you don't necessarily double the volume of leads that you're going to get. Um, as a matter of fact, you might double the amount of leads that you get, but you don't necessarily convert them all into a paying customer. So um, probably that's one of the um, key learnings that we worked out early on, um, and that served us well in terms of how we uh, moved forward with our LinkedIn strategies. Right. Now, if you were going to launch a campaign today where you are not familiar with, or you're testing the, a, a product, right? Like how many ads would you be running at any given time? Like a rule of thumb, what would you, you know, what would you say, hey, I would put up um, five ads or 20 ads or, you know, 100 ads um, to, uh, to test? I would say the more the better, as long as you know what you're testing for. So if you were to create 20 variations of the ads, you need to know before you put them out in market, what each ad indicates. Is it the copy? Is it the creative? Is it feature-based, benefit-based? Is it targeting a decision-maker versus an end-user? So um, if you were to put out 20 or 100, as long as you know exactly what each ad is looking for, then that should be fine. My theory is the more the better. Um, you can under-test, you can't over-test, but as long as you do that, um, that set up that structure ahead of time. One of the things that you said was testing um, images, real images versus illustrations. What was, what was your finding on that one? Um, this sounds cliche, but people love faces. We have, and not all faces, some faces are just do amazingly well. And I think it's people being able to relate to that, um, that face or that human behind that ad. Lima, this has been, this has been absolutely amazing. Now, do you think there is anything that we didn't maybe cover that I didn't ask that you think is, is, is it will be valuable for us to cover also with regards to LinkedIn ads? Um, probably one of the things that you and I spoke about earlier, which was account-based marketing. So one of the things that has changed for us from before we were running LinkedIn ads to now is how we deal with the new leads that do come through. Um, so prior to LinkedIn ads, our kind of job, the marketing function ended at ended at providing the sales team with an MQL, someone who has filled out a form, they're interested in our product. In today's world, the way we handle LinkedIn uh, leads is quite different because with that lead comes the, the client's LinkedIn profile, the kind of activity that they've been doing on LinkedIn, the kind of groups that they're interested in. So um, I feel like with the LinkedIn ads, we've kind of merged our sales and marketing functions quite a lot. 
And that's how our kind of the organizational structure changed a little. A year and a half ago, there was a marketing team and a sales team. In today's world, we're just one big function. Right. That's really cool. Yeah. Probably account-based marketing is one of the things that, that is needed to make sure that you can convert your LinkedIn leads. That's awesome. I love that. Um, okay. Now, if people want to know more about you or about Uptake, what's the best way for them to, uh, for them to find out? Um, I'm always happy to chat on LinkedIn, send me a LinkedIn message, or if you'd like to uh, reach out to me via email, that's also good. Sounds good. All right. We'll include your email in the show note. On that note, Lima, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today. This has been really amazing. And I think a lot of people who are going to be listening to it will find it super valuable. Thanks a lot, Lima. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd love it if you rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. And for more B2B growth content, check out our website, growthcolony.org. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great day.